Hello everyone and welcome back to I'm Not the Book Expert, but she is. I am your first host, Rachel. And I am Maggie, and we are here with a special episode for you today. In other words, we are not talking about a book. I mean, we're kind of talking about a book. We're talking about something that was book inspired, but we are not talking about a book. We will probably end up talking about a book at some point during the episode, but that is not the main focus today. Maggie, what is our main focus for today? Our main focus today is the Percy Jackson and the Olympians teaser trailer, which as of recording this actually aired a month ago um, during some Disney Plus shenanigans. Um, Point being, if you haven't heard, there's a Percy Jackson show coming to Disney Plus. The teaser trailer was shared on September 10th, 2022, and now we are talking about it. We had some life things happen, so this was the same as we little bit. Yeah, so it's fine. We're just gonna we're gonna have a good time. There's absolutely nothing planned for this episode. We are just going to talk about this 52 second trailer. And if you haven't seen it somehow, it's down in the description. We will add the link to it there. Yep, I love this trailer. <laughs> yes. So we'll get back to like our regular podcast stuff with our next episode. Um, like you'll hear about what we've been reading or lack thereof in our next episode. We're just going to talk about the trailer today. Yes, indeed. So Maggie, how do we want to start this off today? I think we should watch the trailer together. Our, our, our poor podcast listeners will not be able to hear it, but that's fine. We can just talk about it as we watch it together. Yes, indeed. All right, uh, and then we'll just, we, we can go from there. Because it's been a while since I've watched this. I watched it several times when it, like, was out, and then several times since, but it's been a little while since I've seen it, so it'll be good to jog my memory. Yes, indeed. And you know there is that one one scene that I will need to talk about It's extensively. Oh, I know. <laughs> so, shall we start by watching the trailer? Yes, indeed. All right. On the count of three, we'll hit play. Sounds good. All right. One, two, three. Ah! <laughs> Rachel, I screamed when I saw this the first time. I mean, I get it. Like, <laughs> oh, I kind of want to scream again. <laughs> Don't scream into the microphone. The, the... I oh, just... I cannot wait. Me neither. I'm okay. I, I'm feeling ready to talk about this again. Oh, for sure. Okay. So like, where do we even begin? So if you for if you've seen the trailer or not, basically, we hear Percy narrating Percy as portrayed by Walker, Walker Scoble narrating look i didn't want to be a half blood and basically what is like the first couple paragraphs of the lightning thief which Mm -hmm. first of all like 10 out of 10 you were worried that this book or yeah this book you were worried that this 
TV show wasn't going to be book accurate? Well, here's the first page, basically word for word. I can't. I just... When we knew, so we knew ahead of time that they were making an announcement at this Disney, whatever it was. Thank you. I, I'm not a Disney nerd person and I'm sorry, I guess, but. Whatever. Rachel, are you crying? Um, (laughs) Shut up. I mean, I'm crying too, but like, you know. I just had a little collection of moisture at the corner of one eye. It's fine. Okay, it's allergy season still, right? Sure. Anyway, we knew they were making some kind of announcement at D23. We knew Rick Riordan, the man himself, was going to be there. We knew that the three main actors were going to be there. But we didn't know what we were going to see. We were thinking, like, maybe a promo photo, maybe, like, a 30-second teaser or something. Sort of like... Actually, Rachel, what I was thinking was going to happen is we were going to get some teaser like they had for Shadow and Bone that was just, like, the stag. Yeah. Do you remember that? It was like a 10 second clip of just like the stag from Shadow yeah. Bone, <laughs> which was fine. It was cool. That's what I was expecting. This is almost a full trailer in itself. I mean, it really is. Like, this is more than I would expect for a TV show. Yeah. And for something that like still has a lot of production to go mm-hmm. through. So, like, they're still filming parts of it, I think. Oh, yeah. This isn't supposed to air until 2023. it's so far away and yet so close because at the time of this recording we are in october it is october we were looking ahead at our recording schedule and we both realized that like we thought we could fit three seasons into a year and like (laughs) realistically we cannot we cannot do that so but that's neither here nor there it's just the year went by quickly and mm-hmm. it is almost 2023, which means it is almost time for Percy Jackson. Woot woot. Um, yeah. So, like, I, I don't even know where to begin. Basically, the trailer, we hear Percy narrating. We see some shots of camp. There's a signpost. Ah, it's we see there. an owl. There's an owl in the trees. We see Percy wearing his Camp Half-Blood shirt. And like, I want one now, please. Thank you. And the necklace. Oh, yeah. And the bead. Well, there's no beads on it. There's no beads, but it's the leather like that the beads go on, um, Mm -hmm. which everybody was like, oh, I thought you got the leather when you got your first bead. It's like, no, no, no. (laughs) You get that your first day at camp. And then everybody knows you're a newbie. Right. Like, you're... (laughs) As someone who has a brother at the Citadel, he's a knob, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. If you're if you're a, a Naval Academy person, like they're a plebe, like gotcha. they're newbies. Mm-hmm. Noobs. So we see Percy walking through camp. There's trees. We see a bunch of other campers, including Clarice, dressed up in Greek armor with their weapons. We don't really know why. They're just kind of all standing there like they're waiting for something. We see Percy walk by two of the cabins, which we'll talk about in a minute, I'm sure. We have a lot to say about the cabins that we see. And then Percy approaches a third cabin that is sort of blue teal in color and is kind of sitting off on its own. Um, 
And then we cut to a scene of Percy standing in the rain looking terrified. And that's the end of the trailer. So Maggie, do we want to kind of break this down like... Not quite scene by scene, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So let's, I'm going to mute the video for a second. Actually, ooh, can I turn on captions? Um, Just while I'm, since I'm watching with auto-generated captions, instead of saying, look, I didn't want to be a half-blood, it says, look, I didn't want to be a (laughs) half-butt. Thank you, I mean, I also don't want to be a half-butt, so like. No, but good job, YouTube. That really powerful algorithm is doing wonders for you. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> I do want to point out, Rachel, do you follow that Twitter account? Um, it's like the classical studies memes for Hellenistic teens or something like that. I send you their stuff sometimes, but I don't know if you uh, follow them. I don't think I follow them, no. I send you stuff when it's about Egypt, usually. Because <laughs> that's my jam. Um, they have, they were actually inactive for a little while, but... They have a running joke where, like, when people just use Greek letters in the place of English letters to make it look aesthetic, but even though they're not, like, the correct letter, it's just like, oh, this one Mm -hmm. looks like an E, so we're going to put it there. And it's, like, a completely different sound. Um, They did a meme about the the part in this trailer where it shows the, um, like, the directional sign at camp, and it's like, what what language is this, guy? Because right. it's, it's Latin, it's the Latin alphabet with like Greek letters standing in there for like the alphabet. It's right. It would not be pronounced the way that it should be if you said all of the letters as they appear. I just thought it was funny, but like, it's like I they, mean, they use a, a sigma for the for the e, and it's like that's what that that's, letter is called. That's not correct. I only know right. that because I took calculus. Don't ask gotcha. me what it sounds like. I never took I mean, Greek. I don't, I don't either. I did know someone, there were a couple of people I knew in our college who took Greek. That doesn't surprise me for a second. But it was like biblical Greek. Yeah. Anyway, that's just a tangent. So we have Percy walking around camp. He puts the necklace on. We kind of see him move it around. Can, can I, can I talk about my theory? <laughs> okay. I, Yeah. It's not it's not the it's not the cabin's theory, but it's the okay. theory of like what's happening in this scene. Oh, cuz yeah. I let's, think let's it's all like that. one it's all scene. Connected. Yeah. So we have Percy obviously talking about being at Camp Half-Blood and we see a bunch of these other campers and they are all kneeling. Mhm. Except for Clarice and like one kid in the back, right? Yeah. And they're all in armor, as I said already. Yes. I think, and Maggie and I have talked pretty extensively about this, that Mm -hmm. this is the capture the flag game where Percy gets claimed. Right. And that this, him kind of moving between cabins could be taken as his first day at camp and he's being, you know, brought to the Hermes cabin I think it's after the capture the flag game and it's him packing Mm -hmm. up and moving from the Hermes cabin to the Poseidon cabin because that's where we see him end up. Right. And to be fair, not every, most of the time trailers are not in chronological order. Right. This, all of these scenes seem to go together. Like Mm -hmm. we see Percy packing up a backpack. Like he has a backpack next to what looks like a rolled up sleeping bag or some kind of bedding. Um, And he's taking his necklace out of his backpack and putting it on. 
And then the next time we see him, hold on, I'm playing the video again. The next time we see him, he's walking across camp and there's camp, there's just campers standing and watching him in the background. He's already wearing a camp half-blood shirt. So he's been there. It's not his first day, most likely. We see Clarice and the other campers and just all these campers standing and staring at him. He passes two other cabins and then he goes to what we can only assume is the Poseidon cabin. There's nothing really there that Actually, I just noticed this for the first time, but the top of the ca- the top of the cabin right above the columns has a wave motif. Yeah. I just noticed that for the first time. <laughs> okay, Maggie, I have spent so much time looking at all of these cabins. In Plus, my defense, go ahead. I was going to say in my defense, I always assumed this was the Poseidon cabin and didn't feel any need to further um find evidence for that. Yeah. It also has a trident shape on it, right? Like the right. symbol that, above it—that it that was what is the shape of a trident, right? Right. Oh, but I was ready. These cabins. I was ready to get in a couple fights on the internet about these yeah. cabins. Okay, okay, we're gonna get to that in a second. So, basically, Rachel and I, our prevailing theory is that this is the scene. Percy has just been claimed during capture of the flag. He is packing up his stuff in the Hermes cabin and moving to the Poseidon cabin while all of camp is watching and staring Mm -hmm. at him because he is the son of one of the big three. They have just found this out. And they haven't had kids in decades. Right. They had, yeah. I mean, the last one they were supposed to have was Talia and she didn't make it. Right. So, but let's talk about those two cabins. What were you going to say, Rachel? No, just keep going. (laughs) I was going to say, let's talk about the two cabins that Percy walks past. So there's a cabin that has sort of, actually, first of all, before we even get into that, can I just say all of the buildings look 10 out of 10? Like, they look like something that would actually be at a, like, summer camp, but fitting the vibe of how I have always imagined Camp Half-Blood. Yeah. Like, they look rustic enough, but they look magical enough as well if that makes sense like they look they look like a fantasy summer camp yes for sure yeah so there's two cabins here i'm gonna describe them and then we can talk about them the one on the left is sort of it has like this gold the main color is like this goldish yellow color um it has two banners on either side and sort of a I don't know how you would describe it, like a tower or a a facade coming from the roof. Yeah. That has like, that has what looks like a, like a rising sun motif design Mm -hmm. pattern and a lyre as well. And there's a handful of campers standing outside. So there's that cabin. And then the cabin on the right is a much darker um, aesthetic. It has a, mm, Maggie, call up your, um, your art appreciation classes from fourth grade. <laughs> it's, I forget the name of the triangle part of like a Greek mm-hmm. architecture. Um, please hold. The pediment? It's called the pediment. Yep. I knew that. It was in the back of my brain somewhere. Anyway, it looks like a Greek, it looks like a typical Greek temple where it has a pediment with like an engraving on the front, these columns and it's all like black or dark colored. It could be a dark brown if the lighting is a little whack. So we don't actually mm-hmm. know. 
and there is a crimson banner hanging down in the center between the two columns. And there are two, there's one banner on each side, like on the side. Oh yeah. But they're a little right. harder paused, to see. Yeah, you're right. I paused it at a weird place and I couldn't see the one banner. So yes, Maggie, there's actually is, three banners. This is the, the cabin that I have looked the most closely at. So I of know. course I'm going to know. <laughs> I know. So, of course, after this trailer came out, everyone was trying to figure out, what are these cabins? And we don't know for sure. I think it's fair to say that the gold-colored cabin is Apollo's cabin, god of the sun, god of music, blah, 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 he's the greatest, whatever. That's what Apollo would say, would yes, he not? I, I do not disagree. That is why I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> but Rachel, tell me about the other cabin. Okay. so Actually, tell me what all the theories are first. So the the kind of two, uh, no. So the biggest theory that instantly caught people up was that it is the Athena cabin. And I will get into why they, people think it's Athena in a second. The, mm-hmm. what I think is the accurate theory is that it is the Aries cabin. And we will go into detail as to why it is the Aries cabin. So the reason people think it's the Athena cabin is that there is a visible helm on one of the banners, specifically the ones on either side of the center columns. And then in the very center banner, it looks like we have the number six, which number six. Number six. Yeah, it's 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 a little off. Like an illustration for a fire extinguisher. Like if you were putting out a safety manual or a map that says where the fire extinguishers are. It also looks like that. Uh, Maybe that's just me. (laughs) But people are like, oh, it's six. Therefore, it is Athena because six. Uh, and that's that's I think all that people base it on is like it looks like war and it's the number six when it right. comes and to in, assigning it to Athena. Yeah. And in the novels, Athena cabin is cabin six. That is like a canonical fact. And given that this already seems very accurate, it seems safe to assume that if this is labeled cabin six, then it must be the Athena cabin. However, the problem is it don't it look is, like an Athena cabin. <laughs> is so red yeah (laughs) and who is associated with the color red maggie oh i don't know it must be poseidon (laughs) it's aries we're talking about like my favorite greek deity (laughs) so aries time to unpack all that oh oh we we do not but (laughs) Know that if you want a whole episode on why Aries is my favorite, we got you. Uh, But Aries is associated with the color red. Is associated with, hmm, I don't know, war? So, like, the helm, the spears on either side, like, that would make a lot of sense for, I don't know, the god of war? And in every single, like, canon... Picture of camp cabins. It is the Hephaestus cabin. It is the Apollo cabin. And then it is the Ares cabin. Yes. Because the, the, the male gods are on one side and the female gods are on the other side. Maggie just got really excited about something. It's still canon, everybody. It's on the Rick Riordan website. It's still canon. Let me backtrack. 
there used to be a old map of like how the cabins at Camp Half-Blood were laid out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only place I could find it for a while was on like the unofficial like Percy Jackson wiki. It's on, it's still on Rick Riordan's website, so it's still canon. Um, but in that map, the Apollo and Ares cabins are right next to each other. And you could argue like, yeah, maybe they changed the layout of the cabins. But if our theory is correct that this is Percy leaving the Hermes cabin to go to the Poseidon cabin. Mm-hmm. But if our theory is true about Percy going from the Hermes cabin to the Poseidon cabin, Hermes cabin is further back. So if you go from, I almost want to say from the bottom of the map to the top of the map, if you start at the Hermes cabin, you'll pass the Hephaestus cabin, the Apollo cabin, the Ares cabin, and then you'll reach the Poseidon cabin. Like, it just... It screams Ares to me. Yeah. And it's wor- it's also worth noting that in a blog post that was released soon after the trailer was, um, Rick talks a little bit about some glimpse of the trailer. He actually does make a joke about the, um, the Greek letters on the signs. He says, first, a question about why there are Greek letters misused, misused as English letters in this sign. He says, I have to admit, this question confuses me. What Greek letters? The lettering looks perfectly normal to me. Unless, wait, are your brains hardwired for ancient Greek? You're demigods, of course. It all makes sense now. (laughs) Like, good save, Uncle Rick. We love that. But in that post, he says that the, the symbols are made up. Yeah, he says... He says there's a story behind the symbols, they're not Greek, and they are not any known human language. That is intentional. You will discover what those are about later on. Good spotting, eagle-eyed fans. Also, some really nice high-res shots from the trailer in this blog post, if anyone wanted a wallpaper for their desktop or something. I'm making a face. (laughs) You are making a face. it, It is Aries. Like, I don't know why people were so adamant of saying that this is Athena after all of these things started coming out, that it's it's right. probably not. And, like, Athena is not really associated with the color red. Mm-hmm. I, it, it just kind of really frustrates me because I, I did actually, like, almost get into a fight with someone on the internet because of this. Yeah. And it's like, it... it you did. Rachel, and I'm gonna pull. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, like all all I would do was like present the argument, and they would say, "Well, it looks like a number six and just completely disregard all of the other evidence that I presented to them, and that to me just makes you look like an idiot. Correct. Um, I'm also gonna pull back the curtain a little bit because I've been in this fandom, I would say, significantly longer than you have. Yes. The Percy Jackson fandom, the worst parts of it, I should say, really enjoy being combative. Oh, yeah. Um, And that is true of any fandom. Like, there are always going to be people in it who are aggressive, don't like being told Mm -hmm. they're wrong. There's always going to be a few bad apples, right? Yes. Percy Jackson fandom seems to have a disproportionate number of those from time to time. Um, There have been, like, there have been instances of like fan artists and fan creators being bullied by Percy Jackson mm-hmm. fans because of how they portray certain characters. And it can be a somewhat toxic place if you're not careful about who you interact with. And I'm not saying that those are the people you 
necessarily talk to, but I'm just saying there is a <laughs> there is a bit of a history in this fandom of people being just very confrontational mm-hmm. and not I think that's the nice way of putting it. And not necessarily willing to consider other perspectives, which is ridiculous given the subject matter of the series. Right. It's all about subverting expectations and subverting, like, subverting tradition, I think, which is a whole other conversation we could get into. But Mm -hmm. suffice to say, it does not surprise me that people were just like, well, it's a number six, and then just not really elaborating. Maggie, I'm going to say something, and I'm facetious, and I think you'll understand why. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you met the Star Wars fandom? Because I don't think you can get <laughs> any more toxic. Oh, gosh. Yeah. To me, it is just so plainly obvious. Right. That it is the Ares cabin. Yeah. And as and someone you know who <laughs> like literally go teaches ahead, argument, the fact that people aren't listening to the argument... Just pisses me off. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, for the record, maybe we're wrong. Like there We is- could very well be wrong. I think we have a solid argument, and I think we have evidence to back it up. But, like, we could be wrong. The show could come out, and it could be like, that's the Aphrodite cap. And then I'd be like, you know what? Fair enough. <laughs> Aphro- I mean, Aphrodite was a goddess of war before she right. was the goddess of love. So, like... Not necessarily in Rick Riordan canon, but yes, that is factual. Right. In... in- Greek in the larger Greek mythos. Mythos? Yes, that's how I'm saying it now. Okay. <laughs> I just yeah. Yeah. And I also think like you could make an argument just we do see a glimpse of the cabin that comes right before the Apollo or the supposed Apollo cabin. And I do think there's a good argument to be made that that could be the Hephaestus cabin. Yes. I don't really you'd only see like it for a like a split second but and you anyway. only see half of it <sighs> yeah it's just there's there's a lot happening here yes i just can't get over seeing all the campers here though like i love the shot of clarice standing in front of the other campers that right? are there just because like there's so many it's gonna sound weird i don't know if there's a better way to say it there's just nobody really looks the same to each other Mm-hmm. Like all of the extras in this scene seem very distinct from each other. There's a right. girl with like these bright purple, like these bright purple thick glasses. They look fantastic. Actually, there might be someone else's glasses in the background further back, I think. Like everyone looks distinct from each other. And I just, not to invoke the movies that shall not be named, but I just don't remember anyone looking like everyone just kind of looked the same. Like, yeah, And maybe that's the point of having extras, but, like, it feels like these are real people in this camp. And everyone has, like, a different body type and a different hair texture right. and a different hair. Mm-hmm. Like, they look like individuals. Yeah. Like, these are kids at a camp. Right. And that is another thing. They are all kids. They're not. Right. Maybe the oldest ones are in high school. Maybe. Like, but they're not, like. They're not these college age kit people trying to play like Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Like Yeah, they're we're not looking at twenty two year olds playing someone who's sixteen. Right. But the characters who are supposed to be nineteen twenty, like Luke, are played by someone who is about nineteen twenty. 
Right, exactly. The we casting was done in this trailer. Right, but I, I'm saying that like of the people that have been cast, we know yeah. that are in, you know, that. All all of the main cast has been age accurate and it's Right. What I I guess what I was getting at was it's impressive to see that that has also extended to the extras that we see. Mhm. I just think that's really impressive. Also, there seems to be a very small child in this shot that I'm looking at. Um, when we see Clarice standing in front of the other campers, right behind the girl with glasses I was talking about, there seems to be a tiny child. <laughs> she is very small. She is small. I don't know if it's a perspective thing, but she just looks very young. She, yeah, she... The she first... looks like the age Annabeth was when she came to camp. Yes. The first character like comp character who popped in my head was Dora the Explorer. <laughs> she doesn't re- I mean it's it's purely the haircut. I was going to say it's just the haircut, but that's just because it's dark hair and it's short in a bob. Right. Right, but that was I told you it was weird. <laughs> it is weird. But <laughs> for the record, sure. I am neither calling the child nor Dora weird, but the fact that Dora was the first character who popped in my head mm-hmm. was weird. That is that is a very Rachel moment. Also, while I'm looking at this, the person, we don't see them on camera, but there's someone standing behind them with an axe. So <laughs> I think that's cool. Um, do you want to hear the sad thought I just had about the small child? She's probably unclaimed. Right? She's likely not of use to any of the gods yet. So she is likely unclaimed. Rachel, I came out here to have a good time rambling about the Percy Jackson trailer, and you've attacked me with emotions. Am I wrong? No. I've hurt my own feelings, if that makes you feel better. It does a little bit. Yeah. So the only other named character that we see in this trailer, though, is Clarice, which I think is very interesting. Mm -hmm. We don't see Annabeth. We don't see Grover. We see Percy, and we see Clarice. We don't even see Chiron. Right. But yeah, I I am I, I like it. I'm gonna I'm gonna press play again. Uh, we do have another big scene to talk about that's probably gonna cause emotions. Oh yeah. Oh, the last shot. Yeah. Yeah. The last thing that Percy says is, "Don't say I didn't warn you." And then there's sort of like a lightning flash, and it cuts to hit a, a head a shot of just his face standing in the rain. With this sort of worried, scared expression on his face and a clap of thunder in the background. And Um, it could be several places. Right? Like, it's not like Percy is foreign to the concept of rain. Or lightning, given that this is based on the lightning thief. But I think that the first scene that pops out to a lot of people when they see this Mm -hmm. is... The Minotaur scene. Right. Or when they're trying to get to camp and it's raining yeah. and they're in the car and there there's regardless oh, Rachel, you the it's... scene where I broke down sobbing <laughs> the first time we tried to record the Lightning Thief episode because I was going through it. And I read you my annotation and you just couldn't Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I am going to continue to break that up because what how do we deal with trauma except through comedy? Uh, how much worse do you think it's going to be to actually have to watch that happen? Um, it's going to be horrible. 
Yes. I think that's putting it nicely. Yes. Okay, I do have a counterpoint though. Can can I make a can I make a counter proposal for this scene? I think it is most accurate that it is probably the Minotaur scene, right? But I almost wonder cuz Percy looks more confused than terrified, but also let just just here I am horrible at reading emotions on people's faces. Just going to throw that out there. I wonder if this is a dream. Because there's a couple times in The Lightning Thief where he dreams about the feud between Zeus and Poseidon. Mm -hmm. We can't see a whole lot of the background because of the rain. It's mostly blurred out or out of focus because the shot is focused on Percy's face, obviously. But I wonder if this is one of the dreams where he sees, I think there's one where they're fighting on the beach or a beach somewhere. And I think there is a storm going on in that dream. I could be wrong. I don't know. That's just that's just another theory. It's not as good, I think, but it's it's something else that it could be from. Regardless, it's gonna be painful. <laughs> Correct. Were you going into this expecting it not to be painful? No. But we've I feel like this... Go ahead. I was gonna say we've talked about this several times on the podcast when we've talked about casting and everything. Like when I was growing up reading these, I was like, oh, yeah, 12 years old seems like a great time to go on a deadly quest. And then I'm looking at these these actors being cast and I'm like, oh, they're babies. They're children. Yeah. yeah. Who is protecting these children? And now I'm an adult watching this about to watch a bunch of 13 and 12 year olds go through some terrible trauma. I'm like, we're all fine. I think that a lot of people are going to go into the TV show who have not read the books, maybe not mm-hmm. seen the movies, maybe have seen the movies, and they are going to expect them to be a little bit more cheerful and less traumatizing. Like, mm-hmm. they are not expecting a small child to go through the events of Percy Jackson. Right. So I think that when this comes out, there's going to be some pushback from an audience that this was not made for. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like this is very much made for the existing fandom and kids who are going to grow up reading Percy Jackson. Right. But it is not made for an outside audience coming in thinking that this is going to be a cheery children's show. I am really excited to see um, all of like the the parents guide reviews of this show. Not that I think it's going to be terribly like. Like, it's going to be PG. Like, we all Mm -hmm. know this. It's not going to be more than a PG rating. But I cannot wait to hear all of the whining parents about this, talking about how it was too dark for my children, and this is unacceptable, and because everyone wants everything to be sanitized all the time anymore. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. But the thing is, a lot of these things, when taken at a bigger context are things that Mm -hmm. kids deal with on a regular basis right like abusive households is one of the biggest ones that is fairly universal for things that people might experience Mm -hmm. but then even when you're like oh but most kids don't go through life-threatening violent situations have you ever been to a school (laughs) that's not funny but like you know why not funny haha Funny trauma. Funny trauma, yes. Right. Funny, I'm gonna have a breakdown. (laughs) Correct. 
can I can I put a not put a positive spin on school violence, but can I put a positive spin on the conversation that we're having? Yes. Because I think one of one of the things that the Percy Jackson books do and what I imagine this show will do as well is the big thing, and this has been said so many ways in so many places by so many different people, is that in Percy Jackson, anyone can be a hero. Mm-hmm. Even Percy Jackson, a nobody, a poor kid growing up in a single parent household, basically, it, where his mother is in an abusive relationship, terrible in school, always the problem child, can be a hero and help save the world. That is a big deal. Like, yeah. And that goes for any of the main characters. So, yes, we are going to see characters go through some horrific experiences and events. But I think the important thing to remember is that they always come through it. Mm -hmm. Our main characters always succeed. Sometimes success doesn't look the way they want it to, but they always make it. Yeah. And I think especially when you're writing stuff for like a middle school or middle grade audience, that is always an important factor. Not that there shouldn't be danger, not that there shouldn't be a threat of something bad happening, but that there is some sort of like, how do I want to say this? If Percy Jackson, the character, can overcome this challenge, this quest where he is being hunted by several gods who think he has wronged them, then maybe me, the reader or the viewer, can also overcome whatever challenge is facing me, even though I don't feel equipped to do so, I don't feel capable. Right. I'm really excited for this show. I just... I can't wait. Uh, this is not exciting because I just looked it up, but Percy Jackson and the Olympians isn't scheduled to premiere until 2024. I That's what I thought, actually. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say about the Percy Jackson trailer? Uh, I think that we are correct that it is Aries. <laughs> that's all I care about. I'm not disagreeing with you. I just have so many. It, it, also, mm. Percy Jackson is wearing Vans. As he should. He's a skater boy. He's a skater boy. Skater boy Percy confirmed. God bless. He's been confirmed for a long time. I mean, I'm just glad that that's a detail that has carried over to the TV show. This is a fact. Can you even call it a TV show if it's not airing on cable television? I think so. interesting um one last pro tip to our listeners don't read the comments on the percy jackson trailer they're full of horrible people why would you even do that because i was looking for something learn to from continue. my mistake dear listeners <laughs> to continue going full circle uh because i don't mm-hmm. think that this is in the outro but if you listen to our podcast go ahead and leave us a review oh yeah Right? Like, if you like listening to us talk about books and about TV shows, like, leave us a mm-hmm. review so we can talk about more stuff. Also, I haven't been plugging this in our, um, in our, in our episode outro because I recorded the outro a little while ago. But you can also leave us voicemails now. Um, 
I don't have a nifty little acronym for our voicemail, voicemail, yep, voicemail number, but if you call the phone number 717-686-9171, you can leave us a voicemail and we might play it on the podcast and tell us how much you love the Percy Jackson trailer or how much you hate the Percy Jackson trailer. Um, If you hate the Percy Jackson trailer, we might not play your clip, but we will still listen to it. I think that this is a fantastic spot to end. I think so, too. So, Maggie, have a fantastic evening. And to all of our listeners, thank you for listening. We love you. Thank you for listening. We'll see you in our next episode with your regularly scheduled Percy Jackson content. Which will hopefully come out on a regular schedule. (laughs) Because <laughs> I am chaotic. It, we're trying. We're really trying. It'll be fine. We'll get it figured out eventually. In Rachel's defense, the first time we tried to record this episode, I was not feeling it. And then there was a wedding. And then it's today. Yes. But the wedding's over. And I think we're getting back into a normal flow of things. We're doing our darndest. We are doing our darndest. So until next time, goodbye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of I'm Not the Book Expert, But She Is. You can find us online at bookexpertpod.wordpress.com or follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at bookexpertpod. If you enjoy our show, please consider leaving us a review on our website or wherever you find your podcasts. We'll see you again soon.